morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, November 20th, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Overcast and Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it? Ah, still recovering from the weekend. It was an emotional roller coaster of a football game, that's for sure. Anybody who bookended it by watching last night's Monday Night Football game likely needs a nap. But it is the game, and it is an emotional time here at Ohio State. There is a ton of stuff going on in the uh, rumor sphere. We will get to the game, and if the Buckeyes can continue their dominance over Michigan. But first, let's talk about the rumor du jour. There has been a growing groundswell from national people and even a few locals that claim Urban is coaching his last year in Columbus. They believe it's going to be his health issues that push him out. I have to just give my own opinion on this, and then you can take it. I do not believe this is Urban's last year in Columbus. I just cannot believe that this guy is going to leave the job in this state. And I do understand he has built himself an out with the health, and the Pete Thamel article leads one to believe he could be using that as a reason for exiting. I just can't believe he's going to leave Columbus in this shape. I'm also one of the guys who thought LeBron was going to stay in Cleveland when he made the decision. I just can't see it happening. I may have my scarlet and gray glasses on, but that's just where I'm at. Dwayne, your vibe on all the chatter around Urban, and then what's your general sense of how things are going to work out? We've known for years, or at least it's been rumored for years, that Pete Mal is is uh, Urban's journalist. He's his guy. I mean, uh, that is that is an, uh, something that's not really a secret. So when he comes out with what he came out with there, you have to pay attention. Now, it, you know, it just really doesn't make sense when you put uh, so much of, of uh, the body language on the field, couple it with the story. Now, I, I felt he was really animated, seemed really focused on the game, but there, you can't ignore the the one that really got me was uh, the team that huddled late in the game, on the field, and he's got his hands on his knees away from the huddle. I, I just don't know what to say about that. That that concerns me. So, I mean, it's just hard to ignore that there may be some substance to it. And I'm saying that I just question whether he will be back, whether his health is going to allow him to continue to coach football. I don't think he leaves Ohio State. I think he retires altogether. You know, and also another thing you got to throw in this equation. Remember the agreement he signed with uh, his wife and daughters before he came back that he would put family and health first. So, I, I think you have to take that seriously, too. Can he continue? It's not does he want to. Can he? It's just the things that we're seeing are just adding up to he may be forced into an early retirement. I think this is where he wants to be. I don't think he wants to coach anywhere else. Uh, I just think that he may be forced out. So we'll see. Maybe it's just going to be a matter that he needs to 
focus on his health in the off season. He needs to uh, maybe have uh, another procedure, see if they can do something more about that cyst. Maybe that's what he's just got to get to there, to where he can just focus on getting healthy again. Because it was crazy off season, you know, with with uh, the what happened with the Zach Smith thing. It just uh, it's been a very tumultuous time for him. So maybe he just needs to take a break, relax, maybe uh, get uh, get something done medically about the cyst, and then he can uh, you know rejuvenate, come back. We'll see. I, I, that's the only thing we can say right now is we will see. Yeah, if it's his health and the doctors say you can't do it anymore, that's, you know, an obvious reason and uh, that would make sense. I will say this. I do think that the urban reaction on the sideline story is supremely exacerbated by the fact they kept the camera on him all day. I told one of our staffers about halfway through the second quarter is, you're looking at it. They are building a collage here for the fourth quarter where they can show like a cacophony of his reactions, just freaking out. Here's what I would say to that. If you keep a camera on one individual for an entire football game, you're going to get some crazy reactions. I, I do not label like, Seeing him respond like that on the sideline didn't make me think he was just about to take his headset off and just say, F it and quit. People have to understand, did you watch? That game was so friggin' sloppy, I would have reacted worse than him if I was the coach. I, I don't have any problem with my coach getting pissed off on the sidelines or showing emotion like that. He has done that on the sidelines in the past, and no one has put the camera on him like that that I can remember. So the idea that someone in a production meeting thought of this and then exacerbates the problem, to me, is a little bit false. Um, We've all heard the rumors about him leaving. Um, I do think they're coming from a couple of sources. We'll have more in the boarding house today that may go a little further towards letting you know it's there's and uh, letting you know this. I do not think in any way that Urban has decided right now that he's not coaching next year. That's my opinion. I just I just do not see it happening. I don't see him leaving this job like this. I guess a lot depends on what happens this uh, this weekend. I guess one could make the theory if they beat Michigan and then go win whatever bowl game slash whatever they're put into. He could go out uh, in a blaze of glory. I guess that's a tad more likely to me, but I just can't believe Dude will walk away with the program at this point considering the way he, the program he inherited and built back up. So we will see. My guess is there will be some more coverage of this as we go further. We're going to take a look at the game here in just a sec. But first, I think we have to take a quick look back at the Maryland debacle that was a win. Defensively, it was the Rams-Chiefs style of scoring defense. How do you explain the defense? I had this discussion with someone over the weekend, too. Is it scheme or is it personnel? And my thing was, when it gets this bad, it's both. What's your opinion? Well, I, I think there's an argument for that. Uh, I, I just really believe, though, the one thing that I just can't stop thinking about is how many big plays, how many plays that uh, we got hurt by where 
players just made inexplicable decisions on the football field. To just, you know, why did you do that? So if players are not going to play the position, if they're not going to play disciplined football, a scheme is not, changing a scheme is not going to help that. It's just really not. If guys are going to make bad decisions, not be where they're supposed to be, not be gap sound, I, I don't know where changing the scheme is going to change anything. It's just really that simple. I just saw so many dumb plays, things that just, why I'd like to ask, why did you do that? Why did you make that decision? So uh, that's what it goes back to for me. We had a I had an amazing discussion about this uh, after uh, after the game. Uh, so on the board, so it's just I just don't know where a change in scheme is going to do anything that's changed, guys. I really would like to see some personnel decisions. Let's sit some guys. Let's try some other guys and see if they will listen, see if they will play the scheme that were, you know, play their part. I mean, we haven't played some of the freshman linebackers. We had a good set of linebackers come in. We should at least give them a shot. The ones we have are not playing really well. Uh, they're just making too many mistakes, too many bad reads, too many bad decisions. Uh, and they're not the only ones. So I think it's, we should really look at personnel and stop with this he's not ready stuff. It, he's not ready says we're worried about him making mistakes. Well, people are making mistakes now. Let's try somebody else. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think the problem is even more systemic than that because when a guy makes a mistake in the game, you have to ask, is he just making a mistake or was he ill-prepared? So the defense is bad enough. The idea of a simple fix is probably not a realistic one. I, I can't help but think there's going to have to be some changes to the defensive philosophy or approach on some level when you have such a massive breakdown over a consistent period of time and guys making the same mistakes over and over again. Like I said, it could be personnel, it could be scheme, and it, you know they're not mutually exclusive. It could be both, which is just not a good situation. All right. Here it comes, the game. First time Michigan will be favored in, at Ohio State since I can remember. It's three and a half last time I checked. Michigan comes in cruising. I think many, many believe they are playing at a playoff caliber. They do not believe that about Ohio State. Is it possible that Ohio State puts it all together and gets it done this weekend, or do you see this as a bridge too far? I think Michigan is a uh, being a favorite in this game is, is uh is correct. But here's the thing, Dan. They aren't a juggernaut offense. They're not running over top of people. Offensively, Ohio State is running over top of people. Ohio State's scoring big time points. And that's the thing. Yeah, Michigan's defense is is uh is outstanding. Here's the thing. That that I could see Ohio State getting in a somewhat of a shootout and if you if they can get in the game, if Ohio State starts scoring points, they, they could upset Michigan. There's no doubt in my mind. If we're moving the ball and scoring points, and uh, you know Dwayne Haskins is running, not throwing, running like he ran Saturday, 
but you something Michigan is not going to be really prepared for. They're not going to be thinking about defending him as a runner. If we can score points, Ohio State can win this game. Michigan just is not an explosive, put up 40 points offense. Now, against our defense, maybe they can. But that still gives us, if we're scoring points, we got a shot at winning this game. Definitely a, a good shot at winning this game. I'll finish with this. Regardless of what goes on or the result, this is a kitchen sink game to me in that they just need to cut it loose. I do not want to see them be stubborn Ohio State and smash into the line and say, we're going to win, we're going to be physical, this is how we do things. They need to mix it up. They need to uh, whatever tricks and, and levers and pulleys they can use, they need to get the W. They don't need to be stubborn and rest on some kind of principle of, of strength or toughness. They've got to go deep a lot. The, the deep ball, they've got to have to get some chunk plays. Michigan is a very difficult team to matriculate the ball down the field on. You're going to have to try and catch them in a bust or get a one-on-one and exploit it. All that said, I I don't have a terrible vibe on the game. I really think so much of it has to do with how Ohio State starts the game and get the crowd behind them and not fall behind early, play from in front. I think they have a much better chance. We will see. Keep it locked into Bucknuts. The players are meeting with the media here in a couple hours. Have a good one, Buckmeters.